All right, all right. Waiting for the keychains to segue into my live interview with the co-writer of Cineman, uh, Rob Hago. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yes, you are. Rhymes with bagel. Bagel, Hago. I got it. <laughs> Loving the uh, the song. I've always been a fan, and, and now I think you've heard that uh, Sarah is uh, letting me in a couple of my... Uh, Producer friends, do a, a 2021 version of this fabulous classic tune. It's an honor to speak with you, Rob. I wanted to get into the nuts and bolts of where you found the inspiration to write a song called Cinnamon. Well, uh, back uh, when I, I was a writer for Donnie Kirshner's company, Don Kirshner, and uh, who was elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, right after he died a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had said to me that, that he was signing Sarah Dash from the LaBelle group as a solo artist. And I loved LaBelle, and, and I said, well, that's great. And he said, I, I, I really want you to write uh, a really good dance record for a disco record. I went, okay. So he wanted, he wanted a song that, that would be something that would be a signature song for Sarah. So I sat and came up with the melodic structure of it and and gave it to my co-author amanda george who i think her name at that point was carol she changed to amanda but we uh i gave her the the melody and she came up with the lyrics and we we wrote that for sarah specifically and uh, when sarah went in the studio with it it was just an awesome experience just her voice with labelle was always great but when she did her solo take on it in the one take that she did because i think she mentioned that that she did a, a one take one take performance can of you it. believe that uh, amazing she just started singing it and jay siegel and wally gold who were the producers of of the record before tom moulton got it to mix uh we're all sitting in the studio with our mouths open like oh my god <laughs> this is just incredible don't have her do it again just, <laughs> it's like elvis it presley the first time <laughs> yeah it, it's a phenomenal talent and and it was uh you know, quite an honor to write it, and quite an honor to have her record it. What were you? Uh, what were some of your influences around this time, 1977-78, that uh, you came up with the melodic melody of uh, of the dance groove? Well, it, it, it's it's really hard to say. I was a writer of so many different styles because I had written music for a, a kids TV, a Saturday morning kids show called The Kids from Caper. I had written a bunch of music for. A uh, TV show for Norman Lear and Donnie Kirshner called A Year at the Top with Paul Schaefer and Greg Evigan. One of the songs we wrote for that, by the way, were Lovers After All, Sarah recorded on her Sinnerman album. But it, as a writer, you just write for who you're writing for. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, you know, an influence of, of, oh, gee, who am I thinking of when I write this? You're thinking of the artist. And you want to give them something to perform, so you're you're writing just specifically for them. My influences are, you know, the Beatles and Bobby Lee and Bing Crosby. You know, it's just great singers and bands from the '50s and '60s. So there's there was really no, you know, sit here and, and think about who was the influence of it. Sarah was the influence of it. It was like writing for her specifically. Absolutely, yeah, and you already mentioned you were a big fan of uh, the group LaBelle, so, um, you know. Oh, yeah, the Alan Toussaint song they did, uh, uh, Lady Marmalade, was just was brilliant, and even way back when, when they did their first record, Sold My Heart with the Junk Man, the, uh, the old Billy Holiday song, I mean, it was a brilliant group, and 
Nona and Sarah and Patty are such talents, and and they also had so many talented friends. Uh, when Sarah did Sinner Man, all the background vocals, I think it was Patty Austin and Selma Houston, and just just some great singers that came in to sing with her that were friends of hers. It was a it was just a beautiful experience. Amazing, yes. Uh, and let's not forget the uh, the male vocal. <laughs> oh, Jerry Butler, the Ice Man, <laughs> the hook. Yes. Now that was Sarah to pulling him in and go, "Hey, come in here and listen <laughs> to my song." And and he just said, "Oh, let me do this." And come here, baby. It was just perfect. Was that in one take too, or did that take a few tries? <laughs> oh no, he just came in and did it and said, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> oh my God, it was like it, just a meant to be this project. And uh, oh yeah, and and I mean, you talk about Sarah's voice with the octaves and the. The range that she's got, and then you got the Iceman come in and come here, baby. It was just <laughs> perfect. I mean, um, it's just one of those songs. It's just, it just stands out by itself. Definitely a, a, a club classic. Um, well, now are now you did you have a new remix of this, right? We just did a rework of of the original, so um, it's uh, just for DJs only. It's promo, obviously only, and. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's ready to go. Did you not get your copy from Sarah yet? <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I was blown away. I just, you know, I don't know all the people involved, but it seems like when you're talking about it, there's more than one. And then you're talking about Tom Moulton, who did the original mix, maybe coming into it. I would suggest calling John Luongo, who was a great 12-inch uh, uh, dance mixer back in the 70s and 80s, and, and he's still doing this stuff. And, you know, it's like getting so many people involved in it, it it's a great thing do you have more than one mix right now we have eight mixes uh it, eight? you can yeah consider it part <laughs> one part one but uh, if people want to it's we're really just celebrating all things sarah at this point so, uh, that is so yeah sweet. so I mean, part two yeah sure you guys let's work it out later an absolutely amazing <laughs> human being and i love her to pieces i've spent so much time with her in the studio and just in awe of her talent and Beyond the talent, she's just an absolutely sweetheart of a person. I mean, there's just she just exudes wonderfulness. <laughs> so it's yeah. just a pleasure to be in the studio with her, and and you know my memories of her are just you know golden. That's great. That's awesome. And um, where are you based right now these days? I live in the desert in California. Um, I'm still making records. I have four albums out. Uh, late, I had album I did with Robbie Krieger from The Doors. That's available on CD and downloads and vinyl. Elliot Randall's on it. He's a great musician. And uh, then I've got, you know, two other albums available only on download and then another, another album that's a physical CD. So I'm still making music and mm -hmm, writing. Mm -hmm. I have a great little Christmas record called Santa Claus Loves Las Vegas that I'm working on with a children's charity that hopefully will get everything done by the Christmas of 2021, because 2020 was a little odd of a year, but uh, I'd say that's yes. cure for kids, cure for the kids out of Las Vegas uh, that we're working on. So that's that's another thing that's out there. So I'm still involved and still doing stuff and having fun. Releasing it on you have a label now, I think. Uh, well, Red Lips Records is my label, right? And, uh, that's what I release things on. But uh, the the, the uh, Santa Claus Loves Las Vegas with the children's charity. I don't really know what that how that will come about because that's really in their hands. So I'm, you know, I'll deal with that in the next year. Mm -hmm. And then for your material, the best place for folks to check you out, where would that be? Would that be on uh, iTunes or something? 
Basically anywhere. Amazon, anywhere. iTunes, Spotify. I'm on Spotify and Pandora. Let's see, my own radio station, things on there. So yeah. you know, anybody that wants to listen to any of my songs, it's robhagel.com. They can find the stuff. And it's spelled H-E-G-E-L, if anybody wants to know. And uh, there's a lot of music out there. And yes, I, folks. I check. appreciate all the, all the people that listen to me. Absolutely. Uh, what desert town are you living in? It's called Rancho Mirage. It's a Palm Springs area. Oh, yeah. I was just watching because uh, I'm stuck in San Francisco where we're pretty much shut lockdown, right? So um, I was trying to escape through YouTube travel videos, and I'm just watching a bunch of uh, people traveling through the Salton Sea region to <laughs> Slap City and places <laughs> like that and thinking, oh, wow, you know, maybe I should rent a car and drive out there and just be minimalistic for a couple well, of weeks. Well, it's, it's a great area. <laughs> a guy named Ronnie King, who was Tupac's uh, keyboard player for a while and was a great producer, he lives down here. We're doing some work together. As a, there's a Ukrainian orchestra that he and I are writing some symphonic pieces for and Obviously, with what's been going on this year, it's very difficult to get to the Ukraine. But uh, we're, you know, that's another project. So things are happening. There's a lot going on in in the desert in California in the United States. So everybody just keep their head up and and keep focused and and keep smiling. It's all it, it'll all be good. Absolutely, it looks like uh, to 2021 is the year we start to turn around. Uh, and yeah, you, I mean, people find inspiration in all different places, desert cities, wherever. But we gotta. You know, keep our heads held up high and, uh, you know, keep the fire burning, I'd say. We'll, Absolutely. We'll get there. Uh, you know, we just, we just have to keep the faith and, and know that our greatest good is always coming. It's always there. So we just have to accept it and just know that it's there and not be, not focus on the negative. Focus on positive. All right, I, I'll, I'll buy that. Um, Rob, <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's continue our relationship. Don't be a stranger here at House of Pride Radio. Uh, it's been a pleasure um, talking to you today, and uh, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you in the near future. Well, thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the mixes. I'm really excited about it. You let me know if there's absolutely anything that you need me to do on it, and I'll I'll help you out as much as I can. Sounds good. I'll talk to you uh, off air. You take care now. Okay, thank uh, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I hung on. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, House of Pride Radio. That was great talking to Rob, but we're going to go over to New Jersey now and speak to the legend herself, Miss Sarah Dash. Can you hear me?
Yes, I can. How are you? <laughs> what a pleasure it is to speak to you this evening. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, it seems like I've been speaking to you all day. I feel like I know you so intimately tonight, today. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's a pleasure having you on House of Pride show. For folks listening to, I uh, might have caught a, a bit earlier, early bird version of our interview. Uh, but this is the real deal. We just spoke to your buddy Rob Hago and uh, over um, talking about his contribution with Cineman and how more than that, how uh, he adores you and your talent and you guys are friends. And that was nice. I, I really wanted to get into his story a bit and learn more about him. Sounds like very talented guy. He is. He's a great writer. He's written some wonderful songs. Definitely. Yeah. And he played a, a really, um, Cinnamon was a very important part of my first uh, solo project. Oh, no, I shouldn't say first solo project, first solo CD album. And, um, you know, I was just blessed to have that song. Yeah. Right. That's, uh, um, you probably, were you still a member of, you, you never left LaBelle, you just did a solo, a uh, few solo projects with Krishna, I believe, was the label. No, LaBelle had broken up when oh. that song was recorded. I did not yeah. know that. Uh, I, I'd done some, uh, when I, I cleared up the fact that I had done some um, solo stuff while uh, working with LaBelle. You know, I did a theme song for PBS, uh, something that Ellis Hazlip produced called Watch Your Mouth. And um, I got to act in that, and then they had me sing the uh, and write the theme song for the show. So yeah. Oh, that is but, so cool! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, go ahead. Uh, one of uh, I had a question from one of our listeners who wanted to know if you've ever acted in a, a movie or a TV show. I've had a couple roles in films. I was in um, Sergeant Pepper's. Lonely Hearts Band. I was in that film. Mm -hmm. I was in this uh, film called, um, you know, uh, Thanksgiving Blessings. I did. Um, I did some acting, as I said, for PBS with that series. And and um, my debut. That was my debut acting role, actually. And Joe Morton, who played Olivia Pope's father in Scandal, was. Uh, I co-starred with him. He was the teacher in the series. And I learned a lot from him, and we're still buddies down through the years. It's just wonderful um, to have that kind of debut with him and Anna Marie Hartsford. They were the main characters. And I played um, a artist who had come back to the school, but I had such a – it was really a, a – I had a bad attitude, and the whole thing was it turned around and how they got me to – get into being mean and I learned so much from them I really did of course I took acting classes at HB um, studios and studied on the U-Hog and, and um, I took I uh, was part of the um, um, uh, Chris Kaiser was one of my um, coaches for acting as well um, so and Shirley Ralph and I were in a group together, um, Black National Theater Group. Uh, she was in college. I was, LaBelle was just starting back. We had just come back from London. My mother said I was still too shy, and she's like, you're going to acting school. So <laughs> it was really <laughs> a time. But, uh, yeah, I've had some experiences 
Um, I wanted to also embellish uh, that, or I shouldn't say embellish, or found upon that later in life, but um, I never got the call for the role, so here I am, still, um, which led me to um, create my own one-woman show, which is called Sarah Dash One Woman. It's a biop about my life and in the music industry. So, yes, I'm still on the stage. Yes, and um, a, a lot of your family and friends and close associates know this. Uh, some of our listeners may not, but you're um, involved with uh, other things, too, that are deeply fulfilling, fulfilling, like working with the mayor of Trenton, uh, Mayor Reed. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Mayor Reed Garciara is our first gay um, mayor, openly gay mayor in the city of Trenton, and he uh, named me or continues my title as the uh, ambassador for arts and music. Um, Eric, Mayor Jackson, Eric Jackson was the first mayor. He didn't run for the next term. And so Mayor Reed picked it up and Mayor Reed, um, and I have a great relationship. We're often, and we're often discussing new plans for the future, bringing the arts and music into Trenton. And we're, um, our target for 21 is to bring more of the theater and music into the communities and getting the children involved as much as we can. Because, of course, you know, we're operating on limited exposure here with the pandemic. But Mayor Reed, as I call him, is a lover of arts and music and theater and dance music. And, I mean, we've actually went dancing one night in Washington, D.C. at a wonderful club. Mm. Um, and it was just amazing um, to see him just have so much fun, you know, and and still be serious about the works and what's going on in the city of Trenton. What kind of club did you go to? <laughs> was it we a, went to a gay club, of course. Who, who has the better <laughs> moves, Sarah? <laughs> uh, I think the name of the club was called Coopers or something oh, like Coopers, that. Oh, Coopers, yeah. yeah. I think that was the name of it, yeah. Does Mayor Reed have good moves? Mayor Regan dance. All himself. right, that's yeah. great. <laughs> as 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 the kids call him, he's a cool dude. All right, yeah, no, that's great that you guys are facilitating um, events for for up and coming for children, and you know that's where the the spark gets ignited. I think it's a great idea. Uh, we should promote that whenever you want in 2021. Oh, thank you. You know my involvement also with Sprout U. Um, which is my niece's school, Danielle Winrow. She has a school of music and arts, theater and arts, and the children, I sometimes <clears throat> bring them along with me when I'm doing things at City Trenton City Hall. I've involved the course that they have there, and I train them and teach them songs from time to time. The pandemic, of course, has stopped a lot of that, but they still, she, most of her students still, are being trained um, virtually with instruments. They're now in the school from drumming to violin, cello, um, guitar, piano. And, um, you know, I try to stay on, on top of all of that with her during the administrative part. And I'm also a board member and, and trustee for the New Jersey Capitol Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, so I'm involved in uh, the top ladies of distinction, and our mission is education, um, 
there uh, with the Grammys, of course, the Recording Academy. I served eight years as a governor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm involved in their advocacy movement, and that is like putting the bills that are necessarily needed to help all the artists during this time of uh, disruption because of the pandemic. And we have something called Music Cares, which has helped a lot of musicians and artists. Um, when this pandemic stopped, it abruptly stopped and cut everything off, meaning that income, livelihood, everything was affected, as we know. And the stimulus package helped some. Some say um, I won't get into that, but my opinion about the stimulus package is that it is needed, it is well needed, and it's, it, it may not even be enough because of the the needs that people, the artists have. I'm getting choked up because I'm so grateful for the blessings that I've received. I've had friends helping me and surrounding me, um, being there for me, um, and so I consider myself being very blessed. I don't say lucky because luck runs out, but blessings are forever. So, you know, music is the thing that is really connecting our society right now. The arts are very important. Everyone is wanting to see what's on Netflix. We're doing virtual shows with the network. So it's the connection right now. It's bridging the gap. Yes, and, um, you know, uh, for me personally, I think – there should definitely be more stimulus. I mean, um, I, the entertainment industry got hit harder than most others. So with all the bars being closed and clubs and venues, you know, folks aren't really able to work that much. I, I mean, yes, there's that virtual thing, but it's not quite the same. <laughs> yeah, um, well, you know, there are uh, artists who have been blessed to be called to do some major um virtual things and, um, you know, getting paid for to do the work. I saw a uh, comment by from one of the artists, an artist that I know very well, may mention on their page that they were really blessed to be able to do virtual things and get paid for it. Um, and now that is something that, you know, we should all look at and think about um, how we can get paid doing that. Um, it, that requires um, a different kind of, uh, you know, funding for artists, you know, sponsorship or however they go about doing it. But it's not the same as the promoter calling you up and saying, I want you on this date and I will send a deposit in um, to secure the date and you move that way and you have a calendar that you're looking at um, booking us now is totally different. Um, yes. And, you know, we, wherever, whenever I'm saying to this list, your listening audience and people who, um, who like me, whenever you see that an artist needs help on a gun, a GoFundMe or anytime that they're reaching out for help, please don't hesitate. If it's a dollar or two dollars, whatever you can do to help because Artists have egos, and, you know, we don't always want people to think that, you know, we're having a downside or things are not well. Um, so whenever someone has humbled themselves 
to that point to say, I need help, please help them. Please go out and do whatever you can do to help them. Send them a food basket. Send them whatever you can. If there's any artists in your neighborhood, musicians, you know, help them. Um, because they are, you know, we are, we let you help you to forget your troubles. When you come to see us, you could be having a bad day, and we could sing that one song that would turn you around and give you strength to go for weeks at a time. So don't forget the joy and the and the you know the the um, feelings that we give you when we perform for you. And we're human. We're all human. We have feelings. Some of us have families. We have to support. But help whenever you see that an artist is reaching out. Please, please help them. Absolutely. And support the art community. Uh, Yes. And for me, I want to thank you for the opportunity to remix uh, Cinnamon for a 2021 version. That was my way of getting through the pandemic by indulging in production and remix work on a project that I really felt strongly about. So I, I mentioned this to you before, but I just felt like it's been such a crazy couple of years politically and with all the division in the, in our country. And it just really affected me. And I just thought Cineman kind of, you know, it's not about that, but just the fact that the title was Cineman and, you know, talks about doing no good and this, that, and the other. It would be fun to do a remake. And I want to thank you with all my heart for letting us take it there and uh and, and here we are we have new mi- remixes for our djs if you want the remix just get a hold of uh, sarah she has them and or me at house of pride music uh house of pride music at gmail.com be happy to accommodate you um i wanted to play for you <laughs> sarah uh just a, a minute of the dirty disco version so my yes, okay. <laughs> our audience can have a listen so here it is folks cinnamon 2021 the dirty disco remix check it out Oh my God, your voice is so fierce. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you so much. I love the mix, Dirty Dozen, a uh, Dirty Disco, rather I call them Dirty Dozen. <laughs> dirty, dirty Dozen, disco. love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Dirty Disco is just uh, Mark. He is wonderful. He has yeah. a. He sent me just now a special message for you. Got to play it for you if you don't mind. Uh, I don't mind at all. All right, here goes. Hi, Sarah and Tweeka. It's Mark Delang from Dirty Disco here in Houston. Hey, I have to tell you, first off, the Cinnamon track is an absolute club classic. And it was such an honor to be invited to be a part of that. And I think the message is so apropos given all this craziness that we've been through this year, you know? So, 
man, I wish you guys the very best with the single. And Sarah, your voice is unchanged all these years. It is awesome. You are a true diva, honey. <laughs> all right, Mark. Mark in Houston. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. That's so nice. Thank you. Uh, is he listening to us this evening? He will be. I'll be sending him this podcast. Uh, I think he's with okay. his family in Galveston uh, for the weekend, oh. New Year's weekend. He has two little oh, kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, he will be sending his mix out. And I think all of them uh, in the next day. I can't wait. I can't wait to DJ start hearing and playing it. It's such. I think we did justice to the original. The original is great. It's a classic. And I think the new mixes just hit hit the right mark and hit the right tone. The so. new mixes are beautiful. They're really good. I, I was amazed at the creativity that you guys could pull from that song. The music and the arranged thought process of instruments from it. It's amazing. I, I, I said, when you called me, I said, hmm, it seemed to be pretty straight ahead. Let me see. I'm always one who likes to be creative and trying out new things, um, contrary to popular belief. But I do. I love to try new things. And you and Dirty Disco, you guys, you, you pulled it off. Yeah. You really did. Thank it's you great. so much. Kudos to Leo Frappier, another great mix. And Leo, yeah. Yeah, and C-Dub. Yes. C-Dub is the new kid on the block in, in my my friend group. Uh, we're going to play those mixes later. Um in fact, we're going to talk to Leo in a little bit as well, so that's exciting. Leo, if you're listening, hang in there. I know I'm like uh, two minutes behind. We're coming, baby. Um, yeah, work with him, Leo. Work with him. <laughs> thank you for being flexible. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, as Rob said in our interview just a bit a little while ago, it's you that was our source of inspiration. Uh, w you know, you your story. We've we're all fans. We've we've you know followed you and you represent such a important slice of a of music not only in in america but worldwide and uh that is your that's your that's you and your legacy and you know what you've given to us as an artist uh we were just totally for me personally i was totally inspired i mean that's what i do as an as a producer dj is you know make music that inspires me so thank you again for the opportunity you're welcome you're welcome um you know music is a passion with me um, um, there's a saying, if you, you know, love what you do, you never work a day in your life, you know? Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> you know, the, the music business is still a business and you still need to do certain things to keep, you know, um, your life moving in a positive, um, uh, direction and you want to, you know, always, whatever you agree to do. You want to, I always want to make sure I'm giving it my all. Um, if I don't feel a thing when it's presented to me, um, I don't care where I am in life. If it doesn't hit me in my gut, I'm not doing it. Um, but there's, and that's few and far, far and few in between. But it really is important that that music stays um in front of me, it it wakes me up in the morning. It gravitates toward, you know, feeling healthy. And I've had some major health situations in my life that really stopped me working for a few years, and then another situation that stopped me. But that music kept me going. 
Uh, I'm so grateful that God gave me the gift of music, the gift of song. Um, and, and and at times I can get messages from different people who have come to a show or who've listened to a CD and say how they've been inspired by, you know, what I've sang and, and, and or they see me walking down the street and send me a note and say, you were so it was so kind of you to stop and say hello to me. You didn't know me from a can of beans in, you know, the supermarket, <laughs> but you took the time to say hello. And that is all because I know where I am right now and it's all due to the fact that music was there. And uh, absolutely. Was, you know, yeah, and yeah. They, uh, do you I, I'm curious to know, do you have a regimen to keep your voice in tip-top shape? During this pandemic, I had, um, what I would do is there's a few songs that I wake up in the morning with, and um, I would do the scales, um, you know, A, B, C, D, and do, do them with the tonality of, if it's a, I, I would, in my head, Imagine I'm doing singing a ballad, and I will approach A B C, or you know, if I'm singing a rock song, A B C, or if I'm singing R&B, A B C. Mm. You know, so that's my regimen. I take that, and you know, do re mi fa. You know, yeah, and and I use that. I'm also a vocal coach, so. You know, I believe in what I teach in, you know, I live it. Yeah. So that's that's what I do. And then there are some days I don't open my mouth at all. Um, it's quiet time. And this has been one of those introspective times where it's been quiet time. It's been reflecting over what I've done the past couple years and thinking about things that um, I probably should have done a different way. Mm -hmm. our our life and our bodies and our spirits right now um, because I've heard that some people are depressed um, children aren't learning A students aren't doing their best work because virtual is, is being at home is distracting so we've got a lot of emotional conflicts going on and they're just uh, it's a ball of confusion but on the other hand there are some of us who are praying and we believe and we have faith that this too shall pass. And that, that's one of my favorite sayings. And uh, folks, your your friends and a lot of your fans know you're, you're faith-based. And um, times like this, Sarah, you know, in, a, in this pandemic, once in a 100-year uh, pandemic worldwide is a good time to um, put some stock in, in faith, I think. Well, you know, this is the time to hold on to your faith and know that it will get better. If we don't have faith, it's like man without a plan. You know, everything is very confusing. And, you know, you're tapped into every negative thing that you hear. But, you know, we must look at this time where we're changing leadership in our country. We're getting rid of leadership that didn't help us to didn't help us at all because the great divide um, yes, yes. and we need to look at number one being healthy love 
peace, you know, prosperity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Success. Yeah, you can be successful in anything that you put your mind to. We must stay focused. Focus on the dream and look at a, a bigger and brighter picture for the world, for your community, for your family. You know, someone has to be that person that will encourage others. And that's that's who I am. I I became a chaplain how many years ago? Three years ago. And that has been an open experience for me because now I get calls. People, there are some people who don't even know they're talking to Sarah Dash the singer. They're talking to Chaplain Dash. And then they will always say, there's a famous family with that last name. I said, yes, there is. <laughs> but, I, you know, there are sometimes I'll open it up and sometimes I won't. But, um, you know, because it depends on the need. And the need is to go into prayer, to go to a place where you can really say, this is going to be all right. You know, stop holding grudges. You know, hold instead of holding grudges, hold a conversation, work through it. You know, mm-hmm. um, but music <laughs> is the common denominator through it all. True because that, I don't care true, where you are that. in life. Mm-hmm. Some may like classical, some may like gospel, some, you know, hip hop, rap, you know, rock. I mean, R&B, you know, some people may like Barbara, some may like Aretha or Patty or Nona. You know, of course, I'm going to throw my girls in there. (laughs) But, um, you know, music has been a healing force for many. And I think that's why when with this industry being turned around, we need to look at how we present ourselves to ourselves. We need to look at how we present ourselves to others, you know. And and the one thing that I've learned that, and I think Yana Van Zandt said it, you know, comparisons is poison to the soul. So be yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. And just because you see someone, you know, doing something great, you know, rejoice in their prosperity rather than say, oh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to do that, too, but I'm going to do it better. Find your own dream. Listen to your own voice. That's how you get to have a better life. When you listen to what is being said to you, that small, still voice. Yes, you got to take care of business. And the business of music is very important for your future, for how you sustain yourself in life. Someone said to me many, many years ago, you rest on your laurels. Well, at the time, that's all I had to rest on. I had, <laughs> I, I wasn't recording. I wasn't performing. So it was my, <laughs> but, you know, it is the time now for us as artists to really come together and make a difference, show the world that we believe that this is a God-given gift and not something to be toyed with or play with. You know, I'm going to get over there. I'm going to. I cannot stand people who do who do that. I immediately go into prayer when I find <laughs> that negative competition spirit coming over a conversation. I start praying quietly inside of me for that person who is presenting that. You know, there are yeah. some people who will call you just to hear what you have to say so that they can get a dream, have a dream. Well, that's okay. But if I'm telling you something and you 
wanted to go your way. If I trust you enough to express what I'm doing, trust me enough to, so that I can help you, you know, because my name is Sarah, and I only have one face, and my last name is Dash, and that's all I can be. I don't, I don't wake up dreaming trying to be anyone but who God has called me to be. And, and that calling mm-hmm. is, when I finish with that calling, it's a 24-hour duty. I'm done. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, we're grateful for, for the name Sarah Dash in the history of, uh, of American and worldwide music and culture. I mean, thank you for your gift. You've touched millions of people and continue to do so, not only with your artistry in song, uh, but also as a teacher in faith and in what you're doing with the uh, mayor and with children uh, with music. And so you're doing, this is what I love about interviewing folks like yourself. There are so many layers of, uh, of context of how you, how you communicate with people in, in a positive way. And so we, we are learning a little bit more about you in this interview. And I want to thank you for your time, uh, Ms. Sarah Dash. Well, I thank you, too, and, you know, <clears throat> I want everyone to, as we go into 2021, don't forget when 2020 came and everyone was talking about, oh, 2020 vision, well, you got it, darling. You saw it for what it was, what it was worth. You saw it open, wide open. You saw everything that we needed to see. It was a 2020 vision year. Yes, that's uh, exactly what we got. Amen, yeah. So 2021, that's up to you. Yeah, we're, we're gonna make operating it, on the one. We're gonna make it a better year for sure. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I Definitely. think. Uh, uh, I think we're gonna go out with "I'm Still Still Here" by Sarah Dash. I think that's the perfect song. Uh, if that's okay with you. Thank you, and you know I'm still here. Happy New Year, everyone. Have a blessed year, and may God continue to bless you all tremendously. And I love you, Tweeka. And you I know love- I love you, Sarah. Uh, so much and um, again thank you for this fabulous interview uh, we look forward to touching base again on, on House Pride Radio with uh, your endeavors in 2021 can't wait to see what happens okay bye darling bye bye take care now okay bye bye alright folks here it is I'm still here from Sarah Dash we'll be right back with Leo Frappier music producer extraordinaire don't go anywhere So much in my life Every day a different fight Been down the road of broken dreams They told me I was weak Somehow I got back on my
All right, all right. House of Pride Radio, live from San Francisco. I'm still here, Sarah Dash. Uh, that was a great interview with her. Uh, we're going to continue the the all things Sarah Dash party with uh, my dear friend, uh, Mr. Leo Frappier. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? How are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I hope, you, I hope everyone had a nice Christmas. Looking forward to a new year with a lot of good promises. <laughs> Absolutely. We're just talking about that with Sarah. Hoping like 2021, we turn the corner and uh, the artists, the industry, the entertainment industry can get back to that level we were in, you know, previous years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, uh, well, it's great to have you on. I know you've been super busy in, with production. So thank God that you can still produce music, uh, write and produce music you know, with the, the way technology is these days. Um, one of the projects, you know, of course, I'm going to talk about is uh, your contribution to Cineman 2021. Super hot yeah, wow. mix. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you. I just I want, was, I was mm -hmm. honored. I was honored to be asked. Um, well, let's have, let's have our listening audience have a just sample of your mix here, and then we'll talk about... Uh, Talk about it. So here it goes. This is the uh, actually. Why don't you set us up? What title of this remix? Uh, <laughs> this is the disco, disco versus EDM love child mix. All right. If EDM and disco got into bed together. They would have a love child. And this would be it. Okay. Here's our sampler, folks. <laughs> Cinnamon.
Oh, yeah, yeah, that is Spears. Wait for that uh, key change so I can fade out slowly here. <laughs> if you <laughs> DJs, you want that whole mix, you can contact Leo for it or me, uh, House of Pride Music at gmail.com or just message me on Facebook. We'll be happy to send it to you. Tell us, Leo, a little bit about your the thought process, the motivation that went into that fierce mix of yours. Well, it's interesting. When I first, uh, when you first approached me to do a remix, um, I, you know, really remember the the classic disco version, and you know, really dug that and, and knew it was a massive hit. And um, my initial thought was to just do kind of a um, kind of a modernization of disco and and kind of give it that you know new disco vibe that uh, so you know very Al Quran Dua Lipa is doing it Lady Gaga is doing it it's just, it's such a pop thing with this retro uh, new disco vibe um, but then I heard one of the remixes the fabulous story disco did a very disco mix and I said well I can't do that you know <laughs> so yeah. then I thought well <laughs> you know one of one of my other sounds are like tech house and I also have like a big room EDM sound. And I started just doing EDM, and I said, you know, it just sounds like it needs something. So I just kind of merged, you know, the disco concept that I had with the, you know, the, the emerging concept of EDM and kind of put them together. So it's kind of a joke, a jokingly termed the love child mix, because, again, if you took EDM, you know, the modern cool EDM Vegas, you know, and you took classic disco or pop as it is these days and put them together and they had a child, it would be this type of mix, you know, disco strings with big, you know, big monstrous synths. Yeah, I particularly appreciate uh, as an EP package how how distinctive it is from all of the other mixes. So it works really well as as a group for sure. It's definitely your your unique take on it, and I love it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I, I've heard all the mixes. I really like all of them. I think everyone gave them gave their all to this project. And I think it's going to be a really exciting release. Yeah, um, I mean, as Sarah is even mentioning, we might even have a part two with the original guy who uh, arranged it. Might want to do a, a 2021 version of his 1978 version, which I find fascinating. See how he's evolved as a producer. So we'll see. That yeah. might be coming part yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, you know, our, we have a roommate here in the household, in my studios, in my in my house here that. Uh, and that um, heard, he says, oh, my God, you're doing a fabulous remix. He goes, I remember sweating, you know, like in the mid to late 70s and, you know, this oil can Harry's in San Francisco. And, and I'm going like, boy, I don't remember that. But it's like I was kind of <laughs> like in high school at the time. But it was, it was, then I, you know, looked, did my homework, and I realized what a massive hit it was. And that, then I was really super honored to be a part of it i liked it i loved it you know yeah and then to to really get that shot of enthusiasm right in the middle of doing it of like oh my god your mix sounds fantastic you know because we're kind of you know in this uh covid era kind of working in a vacuum a little bit you know yeah and, are uh, we talking about <laughs> kurt dancing back in the day <laughs> <laughs> yes yes hey when he was a love shot <laughs> when he was a love shot himself yeah <laughs> it's one of those songs that really probably resonated with the lgbt well probably with the gay community, you know, big time back in the day, 78. I wasn't quite, I was, I was too young to be in the club scene. I wish I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of like, um, you know, came of age, I think just as like, you know, uh, like new, new wave and kind of high energy came about. And that was, 
that was kind of where I went from there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a new event, and you know, oh, new discos, mm -hmm. and you know, it's, yeah, it's new of all the celebrities coming in and out of Studio Fifty Four, and you know, and uh, yeah, because the original was, was 78, 78, But I did not know that about you, uh, Leo, that you were into the um, new wave scene. That's really inter interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just because in um, like the first record label, the first two record labels I was associated way back in the day were Megatone Records and Moby Dick Records. And Moby Dick was like so disco. And I had done a very kind of like um, new wave type of pop, very kind of like Sunni um, um, Easton type of, you know, telephone type of, you know, um, type of, you know, track. And then they said, like, we just don't have a place for it. And so I, you know, kind of said, well, let's let's take it to Megatone. So I started a relationship with Megatone, Sylvester, and Jeannie Tracy, and all those folks from there on, you know. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that just harkens back to right about when I, you know, started producing and just loved music and loved disco music. Um, it just wasn't in my wheelhouse at the time, you know. Yeah. I was more jo Georgia Moroder, Electronica, and Lime, you know, remember Lime? Yes. You know, the, uh, what was their big, ooh, Want your love tonight? Was that line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so interesting. I just can never quite figure out who sang what on those records, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and Megatone had a cool vibe coming out of their their house too. It, it wasn't it wasn't disco in, in that sense, but it was definitely related to it. I thought it had R and B flavor going on. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, their their you know main artists were for quite a while with Sylvester and, and, um, you know, he came from a, a soul gospel background, um, much like Sarah and, you know, and, um, like, you know, the, the diva Jeannie Tracy as well, you know, and they, they gave an R and B flavor and, a, you know, kind of a funk vibe to, yeah. you know, disco. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, cause a lot of that type of European disco came out of Europe Euro disco is, I think it was kind of what it turned because, you know, the infamous thing that happened in the early 80s was like some fool at the, some football game put up a sign that says disco sucks. And that really kind of turned a lot of people, you know, against disco. Um, maybe they couldn't dance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember but, that, you know, by the way. Yeah. The, remember the, like, the, the record burnings at the stadium or something? They piled. Yeah, disco it was records, crazy. and you know, <laughs> and and, and um, you know, the disco era was really one of the pinnacles of the music business. So that's when the twelve-inch record came about, you know, which was like a single revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little on forty-five. It was like a, it had you know bigger grooves or deeper bass on a big record. You know, um, dance remixes came about. Um, you know, and it, and people were buying you know, buying records and buying music and buying physical, um, you know, um, copies, you know, big, big time. It was the, really the, the, like I say, one of the big peaks of uh, the, re the music business, and which has kind of gone up and down as we're still trying to figure out streaming, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please, m improvements would be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Royalties, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, I've heard some article or not an interview of some person who wrote a, a, a song for John Legend. You know, it was a big, big hit and played on the radio. I don't know what the track was, to be honest. 
but he was saying like you know I could have I bought a, one nice dinner for all the royalties he got from just that you know it's really that's, you really know, sad for you know because yeah, we're you know writers and producers are uh, are are artists too it's just yeah yeah, yeah. and you know I think the, well some balance will be found and it's just you know um you know that uh, you know Spotify and, and Apple Music are really you know trying to figure it out because I don't think they're even really making much of a profit as well because they don't charge a lot and therefore they don't pay a lot. So I don't know. I don't um, know. The public, you know, I think it was, you know, it was more into one, at one point in time, like Napster, you know, back in the, like the late nineties and early aughts, you know, about just ripping music, you know, and stealing it and sharing it and blah, blah, blah. Now they're willing to pay for a subscription. So it's a, it's a, start and if um, you know they can figure a better way to monetize it for artists and for writers and producers etc etc we would certainly be grateful <laughs> let's put it that way well you know 2021 is around the corner maybe it'll be some enlightenment um what is your view it's been a really really unusual challenging year for most people uh, right. I can't think of a better way to usher in 221 with this show and talking with Sarah Dash and, and you know, letting DJs have uh, Cineman 2021. Um, but beyond that, w w you're, you seem like a very soulful person in the sense that you have, you like, you're good at seeing the forest through the trees. What's your take on, on as we usher in the new year? Well, I'm very hopeful for this new year. Um, I don't think all the problems that we're having are going to be solved like at the blink of an eye with a new wonderful president and, um, you know, with a vaccine that's slowly being rolled out, it's going to, it's going to take time. And I feel that, you know, a lot of the damage of this year, maybe even, you know, to get gear into the politics the last four years, it's going to take a little time to repair, but I do see light at the end of the tunnel and I do see the light is getting a little bit brighter every day. You know, um, I've never lost faith through this. I, you know, have a person of faith like, there as well and i and i see that the light is brighter and it's, it seems to be brighter every day um and it, it was it's you know we're in a dark place right now in terms of you know the number of <clears throat> um the, the level of sickness the level of death that's going on and the, the chaos the utter chaos in politics but yeah there is there good things are going to happen i firmly believe it oh that's good to this know time next year we're, we're going to be like boy that was one heck of a nightmare was that even real yeah it was real it was real but it's so funny when we were kids or when i was a kid i used to think you know 2020 is so futuristic that year uh and it's turned out to be such a like non-futuristic kind of vibe you know oh, kind yeah. of like yeah. back actually you know back to the dark ages or something <laughs> it's like we're all like hunkered down in our in our shelters you know yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, um, it, yeah, I remember in, in school that there was even, like, a movie called 2020, and they even – I remember some of the things they had talked about, some of them are true. I mean, in terms of, say, how computers and technology have um, enhanced, you know, for, for better or worse, but, you know, overall have enhanced our life. And, the, you know, they were talking about even gay marriage and even, like, the kids would be like, ew, you know, but that was – you know, when I was in high school, it was the 70s, and so it was like... <laughs> that was in San Francisco, too. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, yeah, even in San Francisco. But, you know, these days, I mean, the kids, um, 
you know, these young people are you know, the future, and we need to make sure that they have a good future in terms of like um, other topics such as climate and you know, uh, you know, a, a good solid government, a progressive government, you know, that uh, really takes care of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, say uh, we, in addition to the Cineman, you know, uh, remix, the fabulous remix that you've done here for uh, Sarah's project, you are super busy. Did you want to uh, let folks listening know about um, maybe one or two other things you're, that you got going on coming out? That well, um, yeah. Well, even though it's, it's just, you know, recent, I mean, I, you did a, fantastic job with Mad World and thank you and thank you got yes. some great remixes going on that you've got and, your um, mix on it the Leo Frappier remix and uh, I have to say yeah I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on your mix so um, thank you again for that contribution that really helped the EP move along yeah so I, I still feel like that that's still you know kind of cooking along as we're looking forward to like Center Man in 2021 I feel that you know that Mad World still you know it's like right where it's at right now. You know, yeah, I, I didn't tag you. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, moving up. It moved up 20 notches on Starfleet uh, Dance Top 60, so it's in the top 40 now. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, what our, you know we have a mutual friend, the diva, you know, La Diva Shiva, Sheena Rose. Yes. And she uh, has a new record, The One and Only Rose. And, Love it. Um, that's, that, that's just, literally just came out, and that will... Um, have its legs, you know, throughout the, the winter and into the spring. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of good things. So, a lot of things under wraps. I don't like to talk about the things that are <laughs> so much going on until they're yeah. ready to drop or they are dropped or it's like sure. it just came out. Let's, you know, stream it, play it, buy it, listen, you know. Yeah. You ask got, for it if you're a DJ. <laughs> yeah, got some things cooking. we got to be patient. But uh, the new one just out of the oven is – then Cineman, your remix of Cineman, folks. If you're listening and you're, you you know Leo, he'll be sending it to you. Uh, he has his specialized uh, mailing list for DJs. If you want it and you're a DJ, just contact him or, or me. I'll be happy to accommodate you. Uh, you can get me anywhere on on Facebook or House of Pride uh, Music at yeah. Gmail dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Find us on Facebook. We're always there. <laughs> yeah. But we're super. I'm super excited to have Leo's mix on and all the other producers on there it's a uh, and, and to let sarah dash let us do it it's just an awesome experience it's like one of the highlights of my producing career i guess i would say yeah it, it's quite an honor for all of us definitely and uh i and enjoyed um see i was listening in on my other device uh you know um listening to your interview and i it was good to hear her you know views on life and her views on music etc cetera, etc cetera. that was nice yeah, it reminds me a little of you. Like you both are spiritual people in in your own ways. Uh, you know, there, I think there's a lot of there's a nice foundation to that in in getting through life, especially like hardships. You know, so um, I find inspiration in that myself personally when I when I talk to folks like you and Sarah. Well, thank you. Well, it's just you know, we all have to gravitate toward the good. I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of negativity out there that can just pull you down, but you just have to, you know, grasp onto the good and fly with that, you know? That's the way, you know, that's all you can do. That's how we're getting through this, you know, pandemic is just, you know, latching onto anything good and making the best of it, you know? Yes, yes, uh, agreed. And New Year's is just around the corner. I want to wish you a happy uh, 
New Year's Eve, are you you guys doing anything special, or what are you going to do? There's nothing to well, do. Well, <laughs> no, nothing to do. But you know, we we did get a new. <laughs> it sounds so hokey, but we did get like a new internet system and a new kind of a whole like a you know kind of an advanced Roku and advanced app. You know, all the TV is like just running on apps these days, and um, so not only to just watch TV, but it's also um, playing with. We've got some new speakers for the house, and it's just you know, new lights for the living room that are going to be swirling around and you know, doing the disco thing, like the one, like the LED up lighting that yeah. in the studio. All right. And that's going to be in the living room too. So, you know, it'll be a little block party. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> gonna happy be, New Year. Thank you. Par- party's going to be at your, in your living room this year, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think Katy Perry had a song like that, Party in My Bed. No, it was Taylor Swift, Party in My Bedroom. Or maybe it was maybe it was Katy Perry. I can't remember, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I know there's songs with champagne in the title as well. <laughs> Some champagne and yeah. parties. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, nevertheless, you guys have a. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Now, you guys have a great New Year. Uh, we'll we'll stay in touch here. And uh, it's been a while since you've been back on the House of Pride Radio. It's not. It's great talking to you on the air here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. To your listening audience, all the people out there, thank you so much. And if folks want to uh, get to know you more, where where would you suggest they go to uh, listen to you know your your music and and what you've been up to? Well, it, with any um, any of the streaming services, we like we just talked about a few minutes ago with Spotify or with Apple Music. Literally, you just type in my name. It's, it's very simple. It's um, Leo L E O and Frappier. You just imagine Frappe and Perrier, at the end of Perrier, and you get Frappier, so it's F-R-A-P-P-I-R. Just type it in, or even Google it. You'll hear, oh boy, if you want to type that into Google, you'll hear some of my early stuff, talking about the Sylvester days and the early Megatone days, and, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, but, but then just interacting, you know, find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram, I'm there, you know. Yeah, I'm going to check out your early days. I don't think I've ever been introduced to your, those, the first early days, but with Megatone. I'm, I'm curious now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think yeah, that's another interview. My, <laughs> that, that is like, you know, my very first, um, remix was a remix for, um, Sylvester and, you know, he had already passed and it was his immortal album and it, remixing was very new. I'll just be really quick. That's sure. probably other guests and all that, but it was my very first remix was, you know, with Sylvester. I knew Sylvester and, and hung out with him at the Megatone headquarters and you know he was a good pal and um you know we had always talked about doing something and he really liked my early work which is even not on megatone at that point in time because heard my demos that i was doing in my bedroom etc etc and um talked about working together and unfortunately you know in the 80s you know that AIDS took him and um we never got to and so i was very honored when marty blackman the president of megatone asked me to do a remix and i said what's a remix he said, well, you take the vocals and you make this new music around it, and here's the vocals. You know, here's the two-inch master. Now, don't touch any of the other instruments, but just, you know, work with that and make this new music around it. And that was my first remix, and that was probably 1991. What song was it? Um, Energy and Manana. Two of them. Two, two of the songs, actually. Manergy, 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 Manergy. That one, yeah. I think I've danced to at the Eagle here in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been uh, – there, there, I don't know 
how many remixes. It's been kind of it's harking back to the Patrick Cowley days, and um, that that was the original ones. And there's a lot, of, definitely a lot of uh, sweaty disco nights over <laughs> any of the energy uh, tracks. And this is pre-digital. If uh, am I correct that this is still oh, yeah. tape, cutting up tape and things like that? Oh yeah, this was totally tape. This was uh, two-inch reel-to-reel tape. Um, and it was interesting because I had the original master that had all, you know, Patrick Colley's, you know, original tracks, et cetera, et cetera. So it was kind of a production studio laborious process where, you know, he gave me that tape to basically take the vocals. Because, you know, these days you, you know, here's the vocals, here's a file, and then you, you know, you run with it and you make a remix. Uh, back then it was like we had to kind of in real time on a separate machine take the vocals off and then spool them back onto another, you know, um, another, um, what I'm trying to say, uh, two-inch tape with vocals and then literally build music behind it. And, uh, yeah, there were, there, there were barely computers. There was uh, a little bit of computerization, but a lot of it was just lots of live playing and a little bit of what they call sequencers, which is a kind of the precursor to computer computerized uh, production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow! Take George and Marauder, you know, digga, 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 digga. Yeah. you know, those are all sequences. That was actually, it was computer based in a way, but it was all sequencer, you know. Yeah, that's right. I think he, I remember an interview where that was sequencer, the uh, the classic "I Feel Love" uh, um, rhythm bass line, but it was also uh, an echo effect on it or something at the same time. I think I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know th- you're you're quite influenced. To the, you know, with that sound from from time to time in in your own music and remixes, etc. Cetera, et cetera. You, you yeah. think, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely coming yeah, out of me. That, that actually was, I feel love was actually the song that got planted into my head way back in the day. Like that is the sound that I want, you know, in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it it was truly the, that that sound and that juncture was the point where synthesizers really um and modern production came about you know basically like Cinnamon was a like a band you know back in the day total analog. There was a, you know, was a sax, yeah. sax player and you know and there was strings there was a string orchestra and you know it, anybody in the business knows that it's not like everybody just sat around like a big orchestra and played at once it was probably like a rhythm section Sarah probably sang her song and then probably rhythm section drums and bass and then, you know, then the guitar player might have been playing along as well, and she sang over the whole thing. Then they just brought in a string section, recorded that. And then they brought in the saxophone player and had him do his sax licks and, you know, brass sections with brass players as well, too. So it's built. You yeah, know, they built it up. And and she got it yeah. in one take, Rob said. I, I interviewed the co-writer earlier. Uh, oh, cool. One take. That's her in one take. Can you believe it? I mean, the fierceness in her voice. It's just it's just amazing the talent. Uh, oh, oh yeah, absolutely, and and uh, I, I really sometimes believe in that first take. Um, sometimes when people are in the studio, they I, I tell them that they're going to be warming up, and I actually record their their warm up, and I say, and then and I say well, that's great, and they say, well let's do the real thing. I say, guess what? I recorded that. Let's listen back to it, and in some cases, you know, sometimes that that take becomes the, uh, the core of their performance with redoing a few parts here and there and sometimes it stays the way it is that's and pretty cool that, that, uh, that in one take back in 
yeah. in the 70s, that's awesome. I guess the first take people, uh, you know, a recording artist, maybe they're not feeling as um, under the gun or, or, you know, maybe they're less, uh, what would you say the reason is like the best comes out first time? Um, you know, I think it's a, there's just no inhibition because they, you know, very often they, you know, in recording and hearing your voice played back, there's a lot of scrutiny and, you know, there's nuances. And there's a certain freedom that comes with that first take sometimes where, especially when I tell them it's a warm-up, then they don't, they don't care. They don't care how they sound. And very often they just bring their, their natural talent forth and, uh, you know, sing their heart out. Hope, hopefully your cross. clients aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> so they, they will know next time they're in the studio. <laughs> it's, it's actually oh, well, being recorded. You know, um, you know and if, if, if the first take is really stop and start, you know, and, and you know, sometimes it just becomes just the, uh, the truly the warm up. You yeah. know, that's, that's totally fine too. Um, no pressure. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all love. I just look forward to the, the time when I can have two, the singers back yeah. in the studio, you know. I know. Or work side by side with you versus, you know, doing it over a video portal, you know. Yeah. Hey, did we did Mad World that way. We did it virtually. That's right. But it worked out. Worked out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it did. But yeah, you, ha you yeah. have to make it work with everything, you know, just, um, you know, like like the the greater you know other world business. You know how they just use Zoom and just uh, you know made uh, keep keep the office virtual. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, let me let you go. Uh, that's what. Uh, let's see what time is. Oh, it's getting on. Yeah, uh, I could talk all night, but uh, but um, it's getting late. Uh, I'm on the get out of the studio till it's freezing here. <laughs> It gets cold in oh, San Francisco at night, folks, but <laughs> believe it, it or does, not. It does, it um, does. Yeah. Okay, honey. Well, I'm going to wish you and the listening audience a happy new year. I'm sure you have uh, some other people to talk to. So, um, yeah, God. thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, just have one more. Mateo, he's a, he's a DJ doing a virtual gig, I guess, on New Year's Eve. I'm going to PR him. He's a cool cat. You might actually know. Have you ever heard of Mom? The, they do like the Motown show over in I think Haight Ashbury area on Mondays for years now. I think you talked about that before, but I haven't I haven't participated or, or had the opportunity to check it out. But I'd love to. Oh my God, I love Motown music. Yeah, I used to go there dancing, and, and uh, they would you know that was their thing. But uh, he's doing a uh, he's doing something. I want to hear about it. So yeah, just have one more interview. Thank you so much for for uh, being a guest tonight here, Leo. It's great. It's been been a long time. You have to come back more often in 2021. Deal? <laughs> Sounds good. My, my pleasure, by the way. What's that? Okay. What do you say? My pleasure. Oh, my pleasure thank you. <laughs> Ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, the one and only Leo Frappier. Be sure to uh, check out all of his, his music, his early stuff, and the new stuff. Sheena Rose, shout out to you, baby. Uh, all right. We'll talk to you again. You take care now, Leo. You too. Okay, right. bye now. Bye-bye. So, folks, uh, we're going to talk to Mateo. I'm going to just, uh, what I'm going to do is to play another uh, remix from the Cinnamon 2021. This uh, is a friend, a uh, talented producer named C-Dub, and this is C-Dub's radio edit. Check it out.
Hello. Hey, Mateo, hold on. I'm going to put you on live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to wrap up the show. But before we do that, I want to get into it with uh, Mateo. DJ Mateo, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, man. <laughs> hey, it's been a while, huh? How are you? It has been a while. I'm hanging in. I'm making lemonade out of lemons, man, as best as I can. Crazy freaking year. Where are you based right now? I'm uh, staring out at the water of the San Francisco Bay from Emeryville. Ah, Emeryville, yes. Is that little sliver between Oakland and Berkeley. Yes, a yes. Sweet little place. Not bad. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Uh, get out of the crazy city if you can. Uh, so here we are. We're just about to turn the corner into 2021. It's been a crazy year. Uh, I used to see you DJing at Mom's all the time there on uh, Divisadero, was it? Where is that? Uh, no, yeah, Divisadero, off of Divisadero. Yeah, Fell Street and Divisadero. What a classic party night. <laughs> are you guys doing that still virtually, or what have you been up to? Yeah, well, uh, Gordo has been running it. It's in its 11th year now, and uh, he's been doing it virtually lately uh they took off this past monday but they do it every monday and the cool thing is they do the broadcast they probably have between four and five djs spinning from anywhere from mom portland to mom honolulu to mom uh in harlem mom in brooklyn mom in san jose so a lot of the residents from a lot of the mom uh uh branches it's not branches but i can't think of the name right now yeah a lot of the mom uh stops will chime in so they'll have different djs doing different sets from different places around the country and around the globe which is kind of cool because it's gotten pretty big so he's done some amazing work over there i'm actually going to be doing a set on january 11th for mom so and if anybody out in your world hasn't uh, checked in with that they should give it a give it a check i mean these djs are super talented i mean i definitely have to work my game before i go on on the 11th so i'm glad i've got almost two weeks to practice because I mean, I, the stuff that they're doing, I'm telling you, I kind of call Gordo now and a lot of these other DJs. Some of them are amazing turntablists, but others, they just, they're, I don't know how to explain other than saying they're like the Pink Floyd of DJs. I mean, they just don't miss a beat, but the arrangements, that they, the effort they go through to arrange the songs and to do callbacks and to bring things back and have little things in the underbelly continuing on along with another beat that's coming in and then they'll tease you for uh, with a track and you're waiting for it to come in and then it'll it'll kind of come out and go into something totally unexpected so these djs put in so much time and effort into this which is why you know i've got to do my homework and get ready to at least put together a you know a, a, a more than pedestrian set for that night so i've been working on it still i, I hear your brother still, yeah you know, i uh, I, I remember when i was dancing at the uh the club to to the their mixes and your mix too I, I remember seeing you there um right uh is that mixing in real time that production or is are they producing some of that on a, on their tracks too and bringing it well, in well yeah it's a kind of a combination of both i mean it seems to be a lot what a lot of djs will be doing now so say for example a dj would put together a set that they like uh they could mix it together and then they'd have the freedom to do lots of other creative things because the the main part was done you know, in yeah. advance, and then they could kind of put some things on it. But really, most of them are doing it, you know, track to track. It's not produced. It's like it's not a 
how's the best to explain it? Like I say, a girl talk thing where girl talk, they hire him to do an opening for a concert and he just presses the space bar and throws out balloons at people because the mix has already been done. Now he's super <laughs> talented and the way he arranges this stuff, girl talk is amazing. But it's one of those things where, you know, I think most DJs, I know Gordo and the rest of the crew would like to say, yeah, they do a lot of it live. They're not doing a lot of it prearranged already. I mean, they do have it figured out what order they're going to do things in, but it's still live real-time DJing. It's not like uh, doing it in Ableton and then, you know, playing. Bring, bringing it over, fun. yeah. Uh, and you get exactly. that you get that sense. That's the vibe. Um, but it is a production. It's not like a seat-of-the-pants kind of thing. I would say. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of times I'll do it by that. I mean, I will have... Because <laughs> you're Italian, that's up. why. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times I'll have a set crated up, but I won't really necessarily know where I'm going because I like a little bit of the element of surprise. Yeah. But I do find that it works better if you, you know, arrange, get your stuff kind of ready to go and lined up by key, lined up by BPM and tempo and all that. And also the vertical density is a big part of it too. Yes, and also like a, what distinguishes... You, this brand, like uh, the mom brand, is that you take these Motown songs to a different place because, you know, most of those Motown songs are like two to four minutes long or whatever, and you, what can you do with it? But then you, you hear like at a mom DJ expanding that the bass line or something for minutes on end and then incorporating different elements into it and a different beat and, you know... It's, it's a trip. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. No, they really kind of take some songs, some classics, and they put a modern spin. Of course, the whole group has a, the underbelly of hip-hop. Uh, some of the DJs that have you know worked on the sets are doing some amazing turntablism with cutting and scratching and chirping. And I mean, some of these guys are just, I mean, they're just, you know, next level, man. It's pretty insane. That's not for everybody, though, so to speak. A lot of people just, you know, like a few of them are just really smooth mixers where they just do it so seamlessly. You know, other guys are cutting and chopping and doing some interesting things. So there's kind yeah. of a little bit for everybody, you know, depending on what you like. Right. You mix it, you mix up the salad a bit. Um, well, talk to me about your, you actually have your own business, um, Mateo and Associates or something. How, what's the name of your business? Yeah, yeah. Well, it used to be DJ Mateo and Associates because I used to book myself and quite a few other DJs, and then, uh, which was great because you know a lot of DJs were friends, and if I can help them out and get them gigs and pay them well, it was always nice to do that. Uh, but then, of course, you know, there's so much competition the last five, six years, which kind of got in the way of my momentum. I mean, fortunately, I've got some great relationships set up with some people over the years where. You know, they count. They know if they need a DJ, they, I'm the first person they call because I'm going to deliver what they want. And, and uh, but you know, things have been really slow now. Of course, obviously, uh, yeah. Since March, I did three nights in Vegas, and the next day when I got back from Vegas, we sheltered in place the next day, so everything pretty much went away. But I have been doing virtual gigs the last uh, about six weeks. I've done about six of them, and they're kind of fun. And it's like learning a whole new thing. I've got a broadcast set up. I could broadcast live right from my place. In fact, I'm doing a New Year's Eve thing starting tomorrow at 6 Pacific Standard Time. And if you want to let them know, it's, it's a little complicated. But DJ Mateo was taken already because I got on Twitch so late. Yeah. But it's twitch.tv forward slash DJ one Mateo two potato. So it's kind of a play on the one potato. Oh, my God. Potato, I hope nobody's more. stoned when they're trying to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's DJ one Mateo two potato on Twitch.tv. One Mateo two one potato. potato. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll definitely, if you email me that track, I will for sure play that in my kind of like funky disco set because I'm going to break it into sets. I'm going to start off like easy, doing a little bit of kind of down tempo and some cool like Jackie Me Too type of joints, 
Then I'm going to move into a little bit more of a funk and soul thing. You know, then I'll bring it up to tempo about 115 or so and get more into the dance thing is when I could drop uh, that track. Cinnamon, yeah. We were just uh, talking to Sarah Dash live here on the show tonight. She's in Jersey. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, me and my friends, we did a, the 2021 version, but the classic's good, too, from 1978. I was speaking also tonight to the co-writer of that song and uh, and um, we're basically speaking to super talented people tonight. It's amazing. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I listened to the song after you texted me, and it sounded great. It just like, kind of had that salto orchestra vibe, you know, from the mid-70s. It's pretty it, lush. It was tight. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty fun song for sure. Um, and I would love, I would dance to it at midnight, you know. That's a good song for New Year's Eve for sure. I'll send it all that's over definitely. to you. Your way. For, yeah, um, that'd be awesome. So when I was joking with you in the text, I said, "You go, what's your email?" I'm like, "Well, it's Mateo at djmateo.com. What else would it be?" Yeah, that's easy to remember, ladies and gentlemen. That one's easy to remember. So I'm assuming, <laughs> and you'll have the link. You should put the link if you don't there for people to click on um, to get onto uh, Twitch. The Twitch link, if people can watch it. Like you'll have a link, I think, on your your web page as well, or your Facebook page. Uh, no, I'm gonna have it on my Facebook page in the morning because I sent a blast out yet today, and you know people like to hear things pretty much either the day before or the day of. Otherwise, it kind of falls out of their memory unless they're talented enough to put it in their calendar. True, th but true yeah, that. Yeah, on my Facebook page, which is DJ Mateo and Associates, and then also Mateo Rosetta is my personal page. And but it's not on my website. I haven't really done anything. I've been meaning to update my website, but you know, at first, this stuff, all the gigs going away really got me down for a while. I, I hear you. Stuff and yeah. The, the web page is always, I have one too. It's like always, the most expensive last thing you address. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about a web page. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. I, when you think about it, though, the cost of running one, it's really just amazing to have this virtual portfolio available for the world if they know the path to get to it. So it's pretty amazing. It's just, you know, getting it out to the people is the thing. Yeah. And uh, the Twitch thing is fun. I've done it a couple of times, too, with uh, Big Gay Party uh, Productions and a couple of other things. It's a little narcissistic, I have to say. Like, I'm watching myself in a mirror, and then I'm, being, I'm filming myself, and that, that image is going out to people. But it's cool. Um, the best part is I was I just DJing in underwear because nobody could see me from the waist down. So <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it too. I wear this really swanky shirt and this swanky jacket, but then I've got uh, shorts and slippers on. Yes, awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, but you got the show coming up, folks. You want to tune in if you are looking for something to do on New Year's Eve. Uh, Mateo, DJ Mateo is the real deal, folks. And uh, again, it's uh, one Mateo, two ma potato at where? <laughs> yeah, twitch.tv forward slash DJ one Mateo two potato. Yeah. And then also the check them out on Facebook and you can follow the trail there to the shows uh, to the show, which starts at 6 p.m. Our time, San Francisco, California time. So um, I'll check it out. I think it'll be fun. Uh, and um, sounds like it's going to be great music, too. So that you, you got the party started early, 6 p.m., and you're going yeah, all the well, way. Yeah, I've got a bunch of East Coast people, so I want them to, you know, some of them go to bed a little early. Might even go to bed before midnight. So I wanted to start early here to appeal to them as well. Are you going to have like um, you're popping the champagne at at midnight or something? Can we we get to see you? 
if I have anything left to drink by then. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, we'll be popping the champagne at midnight. I'm also going to do some trivia, I'll try to get people engaged in the chat, have some fun, throw out little tidbits about different songs. I'm going to do one section where I'm going to just play the original songs from so many different hip-hop songs that have been sampled so we can give some love to the original artists who did some things like Leon Haywood and Labrisife and... Uh, there's just so many of them to go on, but just a little tidbits, you know, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Herb Alpert, you know, from Biggie Smalls. And so I just thought I'd play a little set of the original songs from, you know, some really well-known hip-hop songs that they sampled from. So I thought that'd be kind of cool, too. That's cool. Uh, well, before we let you go, uh, I have a question for you. Uh, since you've been working in the mom brand for so long, if you had to pick one Motown song to live with with the rest of your life, which one would it be? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, let's see. What Ooh, what comes to I mind probably, first? I would probably say Stevie uh, Wonder, I Was Made to Love Her. Ah. Now, there's something about that song I've always really enjoyed, but you kind of put me on the spot, which is fine. I love being on the spot. <laughs> but it's just kind of the narrow one down, but I just know I love that song. And That I is a great song, yeah. Yeah, it's just a cool song, and and Stevie is just you know, God, he's been so prolific for so long. That's a song that I love too. I just has never, I've never thought about that song in some time. I guess I haven't heard it, but I know that that one, and it's just a building melodic energy uh, on on that one. How does it? How, do the yeah, because you know? I was born in Little Rock, had a childhood sweetheart. We were always hand in hand. I wore a high heel. Her, uh, I wore. She wore high heel shoes and pigtails, or no, something like that. But it's just a, yes. It's just kind of a classic little love story about you know young love and. Th- that's right. It has like the driving Motown beat behind it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little. It's got its harmonica, and it's. Uh, I wish I could give you a better rendition of it, which is why I just. Well, hold on. About it I think I. Sing it. Let's see. Here it is. Hold on a second. Yeah, it's that building. I love the building gospel vibe to it, you know, the oohs and the ahs. Yeah, the it's kind of a classic. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much, you know, I, I wish I could have dug deeper into the dusty trade. I mean, maybe Psychedelic Shack by the Temptations yes. the B-side. Absolutely. That's <laughs> mine. That's a good one, too. <laughs> I used to play that one all the time. That was Oh, my God. I would run time. out on the dance floor if you played that one. That's you. Yeah, it's got that. <laughs> I'll play it tomorrow for sure. Yeah, it's got that kind of driving. like It's like Motown tailing into funk kind of connection. You know, It's really cool. Yeah, it's like that bridge that they crossed, right? And uh, exactly. I love I loved Cloud Nine, too. That was a good one from The Temptations. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that is my if I was going to pick one, that would be one of the contenders for real or Nowhere to Run by Martha Reeves and the Vandellas is a good, good yeah, driving. Nowhere one. to Run. So when I first started DJing, basically, and it wasn't back in the Motown days, but Nowhere to Run was probably the most popular song. I started in uh, what, 85, 84, 85. Mm-hmm. And Nowhere to Run was just even though, of course, it was, you know, uh, 15 years after the song was probably released or more. More. I think that really was in the 60s. Yeah. That song was from the '60s, but it got it, it it regained some fame when um when that movie 
with uh, that movie came out, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. It was featured in that movie. Remember that movie back in uh, I don't know when that was. Late yeah, 80s? I do. I have the soundtrack of that on vinyl. Actually, you sure it was on that one? Because mm-hmm. so when I first started spinning, I used to love having soundtracks because then you didn't have to lug as much vinyl around because a lot of soundtracks had two or three really good songs on them. It's like, oh, great! It saves me having to bring another record for one song. So I collected soundtracks for that reason to consolidate the weight ratio of lugging around all the vinyl. Yeah, go check the back of it. I remember the scene in the movie where it came on. It was one of the field scenes where the people were like smoking cigarettes and walking around the, the yeah, camp. Yeah, no, it's Got You, I Got You, I Feel Good. It's, it's, it's a great soundtrack, actually. Yeah, it, it, I think it was number one on the Billboard album chart or something yeah, back in the day. You know my favorite album of all times is? <laughs> uh, Grease. <laughs> no, no, no. You know who Marcel Marceau was? Oh, no. I mean, sounds familiar, but n- tell me more. It's, it's more of a joke. He was a pantomimist, right? Okay. So I, I looked for this album for years. It's the best of Marcel Marceau because he's a pantomimist. He doesn't say anything. So the whole 18 minutes on the A side is silence. Then when you flip it over to the B side, there's 17 minutes <laughs> of silence and then one minute of applause. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I so was... It's more of a, Talks amongst yourselves during that album, yeah. <laughs> so it's more of just a goof, but it's just kind of a funny, just one to have in your quiver, you know, kind of a fun album. Absolutely. Yeah, like, um, what a trip if you're doing acid, I would think, or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I found the big show and the big Lebowski, but I can't find, uh, not in the right order to find uh, uh, the, the one with Robin Williams in it and yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, great movie. Um, well, I'm going to let you go, but I know you're Italian, so I'm going to play this song on the way out. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to try to guess which one it is. I don't know if you can. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> think 60s uh, cell, uh, dance. Cella Luna. I'll, I'll say you're close because I don't know what that means, but it's this one Cella here. Luna, <laughs> oh, no, it's this one. Check it out. See if you know this. I'm not even sure that's Italian, actually. Uh, I think they said bailar. <laughs> I think it's that. But hey, you know, Italian, Latin, we're all, you know, well, actually, every, we're all part of the same family anyway. If people knew how much closer they related to the person next to them walking outside, they would really be much more compassionate about things. Man, that's what this world needs. We're all so much more connected nowadays and just need to have some understanding and patience with each other. Yes, amen. Um, oh, all right, here's an Italian song. Do you know April Stevens, <laughs> April Stevens back in the day? Uh, she had a hit mm. called Hello, Tiger. Remember that one? Crazy-ass song from the 60s. Huh. <laughs> no? I know. I, I don't ju- remember. I just, I just found it recently myself. But it's not. It's like a more of a ballad than a dancing song, but it, it's like crazy because it's so promiscuous for 1960s. And she sings it in Italian? No, but she's Italian. Oh, but she's Italian. I got yeah. you. So she must have changed her name. wasn't Singer. It was like Singero or something, and she shortened it for her stage name. I think so. They were from, I think, <laughs> Rochester, New York. Her and her brother, uh, what was his name? They had a, like a, a, they 
also joined as a duet in the 60s and had a number one hit called Purple, uh, what was it called? Um, Purple something, I don't know. Crystal Blue Persuasion? I wish, that's a good one. <laughs> no, not that cool. No, not that cool. Uh, but anyways, I could go on and on talking about funky 60s songs and whatnot, but uh, uh, come, that's another episode. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. That'd be great. It was really great to catch up with you for sure. Likewise. And folks, uh, go ahead and, and tune in to Mateo <clears throat> starting tomorrow at 6 p.m. here Pacific time. And, uh, and uh, I will be as well. And uh, we'll, you take care. Happy New Year 2021. Yay. Happy New Year to you. Here's, to, here's to better days. All right. Bye-bye. Yes, indeed. Agreed. Take care. <laughs> One love. Ciao, ciao. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to wrap up uh, the House of Pride show. Wow, what a fabulous show. I feel like I've been talking for hours and hours. Before <laughs> Before I want to l- let you go, we'll go out with one more uh, mix from the um, Cinemani 2021 EP. Uh, and let's do actually the Tweak Eternity mix we haven't heard yet. That's the only one that's left. And then we'll see you here next Wednesday, everyone. We want to wish you here on behalf of uh, House of Pride Radio a a happy New Year's Eve. Early blessings. uh, And here's to 2021 and to better days ahead. All right. Ciao, ciao. Here is Tweaker Turner and Cinnamon 2021. Go, girl.
with your friends at Mutiny Radio. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two people's paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts 
from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. At and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th in Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor.
Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff? Talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com. At 20th and Mission, check him out at SkinOnSkins.com. L-S-D, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. What is flat black plastic? What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat black plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. My name is Breakfast. And I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strong